the just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Cause it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. everybody welcome here we go happy monday it's matt connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of wmnh 95.3 fm 
in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. And uh, today is Monday, May 16, 2022, and I'm not alone. Hello? I love that song that you played at the start of the show. That was awesome. Yeah, that was a suggestion from our friend uh, Dirk Don from the Arrogant Media and Java Fog YouTube channels. He is in Iowa and a frequent caller as well. He suggested that is called Devil Trigger, Nero's battle theme from Devil May Cry 5. Is that like a game? Get out. That was an awesome song. That was a really yeah. awesome song. I loved it. I enjoyed it as well. Yes, very high Tell energy. Tell me it's a band that has. Yeah, seriously, I, I need. I want to know. Got to be a band. Tell me it's a band. If it's a game, I'm going to be like, really? It's got to be a band. <laughs> it's in the. Uh, he suggested that in our group chat. We have a. Uh, we I have didn't a, realize it. I think this is uh, Charles Richardson joins us. Charles, Matt, yes. Listen, Matt, somebody is is trying to impersonate you. They have much shorter hair, and they're wearing like the regular cap that you wear. You gotta get them out of the studio. They're imposters. I will find. I will find whoever this person is, and I will kill him. Ha <laughs> ha! Dare get them. get them now! Get them now! I did Bye. it! I snuck them in! I snuck them in! I I did have something to do with you know the transition. Transition. <laughs> yeah, the transition. Do I, to... do, I, do I have shorter hair now? I can't tell. Well, if you take the hat off. Well, it is summertime. Dude. Hey, ay, 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 ay. Your hair looks awesome if when you can see it. I, um... Of course, now it's been flattened by hats. Yeah. You'll got... have to fix it tomorrow. Now I got I hat dare hat. you tomorrow to wear no hat. Well, maybe. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Which means no. That means no. He's not going to do it. I'm gonna do it. Nope, you, nope, you, nope. You gave me this. Hat. I know I gave you that cap, hat, cap. It's it could be either. Now, by the way, it's from the Netherlands, actually from Friesland, from Sneakins Friesland. By the way, uh, Devil May Cry, I believe, is the if you look at the artwork for Matt Connerton Unleashed, um, when uh, our friend uh, Brendan McCormick, who is amazing uh, at that, when he first presented me. I remember him telling me he wasn't sure if I was even going to like it, but oh uh, but of course I loved it when he showed it to me. I was it's like, dude, I, awesome. I love it. But uh, I remember thinking at the time that reminds me of uh, Devil May Cry. See, w when I worked in really, you know this band? Well, no, it's um, it's it's anime, or I think it might be a game. Oh, really? But when I uh, when I worked at Fye, I would see Devil May Cry stuff, and the characters they looked like like uh, the like I do in the Matt Connors and Unleashed like artwork. In the artwork, the style of the oh, artwork for the show. Okay, okay, I see what you got there. Yeah. Alrighty. So. I see what you got there. So I, I thought want that more was. The, I liked the song. Yeah. No, me too. Absolutely. Well, maybe we'll play uh, something else of that ilk. Of that ilk. At the uh, top of the hour today. I want to hear more on that band. Yes. That group. That those oh, people. Dirk says it is a video game series. Okay. Who's the people who make the sound? I like the sounds. 
uh, it says here Devil Trigger. So I think Devil Trigger is the, uh, oh no, or maybe that's the name. I guess that's the name. It says Devil Trigger Nero's Battle Theme from Devil May Cry. I thought it was also anime, but I guess not. It's just it's just a video uh-huh. game series. I don't know why I thought, uh, you know what it is. It's is. I'm blurring it all together in my mind because at, when I worked at FYE, you know, we had a big anime section, but we also had some video games. And I probably, uh, so in my mind, I've created an amalgam of... Uh, <laughs> Of, of the two. You made them of all Devil one. May Cry. Yes, yes. Gosh, a shame on you. Yep. Some people might find that offensive, you know. Am I correct, Dirk? The, uh, the, the, the artwork uh, for my show that Brendan did, does it kind of look like, do I look like a Devil May Cry character or, or am I uh, thinking of something else or, or maybe I'm just. I think uh, the hair gives it that. I, I, I think it does. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm staring at it at the same time. Uh, Dirk, I can see it from where I'm sitting. Dirk says uh, Capcom, who of course is the video game maker, uh, hires numerous musicians for the soundtracks. Yes, there is a Devil May Cry anime. Oh, okay, good. All right, so I wasn't completely no, wrong. No, you weren't. Yeah. I never got into any of that, but... Uh, yeah, no, but, me neither. But we we sold a ton of it at FYE. I remember um, uh, some of the stores, not not all the stores, but some of, some of our locations had a, a separate section of just nothing but anime and ours uh, at the Steeplegate Mall in Concord, which apparently is closing, by the way, like the entire mall. I didn't um, think there was anything left there. Yeah, there's a few things, but apparently they're going. I've learned that today. Um, but uh, yeah, we had a giant anime section and uh, we would we would sell a ton of anime at that store. Oh, I bet. Oh, It's like, you know, what you, what you can't find normally is what is enticing. I remember when I was a kid going to the the British, I can't remember the name of the place, British Image or something like that, and to get all the the imports from the UK of all the the American bands that you couldn't get it over. You had to get it from a UK store to get the their version. Yeah. Why are you grinning? I can tell you're grinning. No, this is Dirk said in the chat. Well, Dante is now a boomer in the games, so. See, I can't see the chat yet. I don't. I'm still I th- working. I think that comment was made for someone else, Dirk. I am Generation X. I will have you know, but we do know a. Uh, a boomer uh, from New York who probably well, didn't, I am not a boomer who probably yeah, yeah. didn't like that song no. uh, very much, but that's that's <laughs> part of why we why we played it. Well, that's just too bad, isn't it? That's right. Tough that, to toodles. That's right. Well, if, <laughs> well, if you'd like to call us today on the show, uh, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at six one seven nine one seven four four seven six. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to <laughs> Matt at mattconnerton.com. And of course, uh, you can also uh, interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to call us at 603-250-6007. I do want to remind you, uh, we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot, but don't go there today. Monday and Tuesday is their weekend, but they are open Wednesday through Sunday. I didn't um, think to look if they, sometimes even on the days they're closed, they'll still post things. I didn't see anything new posted today, but one thing I did see was that they have some new artwork on their windows that's really Mm. cool. Yeah. It's really, really cool looking. If you're in the area, you got to go look at the windows. They look really great. And I guess this artist is like doing pretty much the windows on that side of the street on that in that in that block of stores. So it kind of carries from one to the other. It's really neat looking. Yeah. Yeah. No, it looks uh, it looks great over there. Um, And they've got a lot coming up. Of course, uh, Juneteenth. I uh, when I was in there last week, I told Kenny, I was like, come on, man, you got to come in before Juneteenth. And he said he would. Uh, you know, he's a busy guy, uh, in fairness, so it's hard to get him in here uh, on a consistent basis. But uh, he said, and, and I'm also looking up, uh, 
what they've got coming up this Friday. Oh yeah. But uh, but yeah, he said he said he was going to try to get in and bring in a couple of other people from local businesses who are also participating in Juneteenth. Uh, Kenny is uh, really good at. It's going to be huge. Really good at networking. Huge, uh, I tell you. Jesse De Silva is going to be playing there this uh, Friday, the twentieth. Of course, uh, every Friday night they have live music at the Hop Knot. Thursday nights is Trivia Night, hosted by the great Bill Cini, who also does trivia on the morning show. Of course, Wednesday nights is Industry Night. They've got a lot going on there, but uh, of course they've got those delicious gourmet pretzels and the assortment of craft beer. So make sure you stop in for that. Um, oh, there was something. Oh, and just to uh, let people know too, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, the morning show does return live tomorrow. I yep. I, I saw that a couple uh, people uh, were were confused online, but uh, yes, that was always the plan. From what I understand, was to uh, Peter was taking off last week and today, and then the morning show resumes live uh, tomorrow morning at seven a.m. right here on WMNH. Trickery. Well, probably. Um, tricky, tricky. It was probably just as far as flights and whatnot. I think uh, they went to Florida, right? Yes. I think for uh, for yes, the vacation. So so there you go. So they will be back. The morning show will be back with Peter White you know tomorrow what I morning. About that? What? In Florida, they got like massive amount of sharks off the coast right now. Ooh. A seriously distressing amount of sharks. I hope they just, you know, be careful of the water, please. Apparently, it, you know, meeting season or whatever, they conjugate down there quite a bit. And there was some very impressive video out there of the coastline of Florida and this just amazing amount of sharks. I've never seen so many like in real film like that all together off the coast. And there was a great white that was up here off the New England coast, a huge one. Yeah, I wonder, so, wonder why that is. Yeah. yeah I, I like just, going in the pool. I just saw a notification on my phone too about sharks. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Lots of sharks. No, I'm serious. Like, I, if you go to, like, punch it into a Google search or whatever, there's some very impressive video out there of off the coast of Florida with these massive amounts of sharks. And then the giant great white that was off Cape Cod that's, like, the size of a boat, very large boat, like maybe a 28-foot boat maybe. No, that's not large, large. But it was pretty big. <laughs> you know what I've learned? I'm going to stick with the pool. Yeah. Nothing going to get you this. No, nothing going to sting me. Invisible jellyfish. None of that stuff. Go to the pool. Hit the showers. Life is good. <laughs> well, so you hope. Well, that's where I'm going. That's my theory. You just never know. I'm sticking to it. That's my theory. Well, I do want to say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Uh, busy chat room already today. Uh, Texas Mike is in the uh, chat room and says, watching from. Now, he always says Dubois, Pennsylvania, but I really feel like it's pronounced Dubois. D-U-B-O-I-S. That's usually Dubois, not Dubois. Well, Dubois, Dubois. sounds more like a French word, though. So you have yes, to Americanize it, it and go Dubois. I, I think it's Dubois, Pennsylvania. Dubois? I really do. I really, I, I could be wrong. You need a New England twist. Uh, John Hopwood uh, joins us in the chat and says, is it Monday? Yes, it is John Hopwood. Uh, Jenny, I see you're in there. I'm everywhere. Uh, John says, I tried to see the eclipse, but there was such cloud cover, I couldn't see anything. Um, I got blanked just like by Joe Biden. I didn't realize that uh, Joe Biden had done that to you, John. There's a local photographer, uh, forgive me, I think her name is Marie uh, Sepienza, that posted some really amazing pictures. And she got these really killer picture of um, all the lightning we had last night. Oh. I think it was the first time I've heard lightning this year, actually. You mean uh, thunder? 
Oh, yeah. You hear thunder. thunder. I saw the pictures of the lightning, heard yes. the thunder. <laughs> no, my brain is just a little overtaxed today. <laughs> how far off I sat and wondered. Strange how the night moves. Oh, boy. Really? Um, no, it's more of a late summer song. Not, uh, Isn't that Seeger? Yes. Wow. Of course it is. I got it right. Mm-hmm. Impressive. <laughs> I um, usually stink at that. Mike Palapita joins us in the chat, Mike, of course, from another one of our great sponsors here at WMNH 95.3, Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Uh, Mike says, hi, Matt. Hello, Jenny. Love your hairstyle today. Thank you. Oh, very nice. This guy's an artist. I've seen pictures of some of his work with, like, these floating sinks. And oh, yeah. They're just, they're gorgeous. I want these sinks. I, I like these sinks. <laughs> it's very impressive, yes. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Yeehaw! I know that sound. It sounds to me like Texas Mike. Yes, it is. Well, hello. How are you guys doing? <laughs> doing well. <laughs> How are you? What's on your mind, sir? Are you in uh, Dubois, Pennsylvania? Yes, I am. Um, working this small college world series, and they're dealing with weather all day, so we're behind schedule, but. We're going to make it up, and so we just finished for the second game of the day of six, So, and so it's going to be a long night. I think we just got some of those rather bands that you had here just right right before we went online. It was a torrential downpour. Hey, Mikey, is anybody sitting around you right now, or are you alone? I'm, I'm alone. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you to ask somebody to tell us how you're supposed to say it, if it's Dubois or Dubois. Because we don't or, know. Um, it, it's pronounced it's pronounced Dubois, but when you put it in like Google Maps or or you ask Google, like it says Dubois, and uh -huh. so I guess that's the French way of doing it. But it's, so, it is what it is. Ah, so Matt's wrong. No, I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> it sounds to me like uh, it is supposed to be Dubois. And the people of that uh, town just don't realize it, and they need to be educated as such. Oh, give me a break. Mm-hmm. Come on. That's what I think. What did they cut out of your head? I'll tell you what, they didn't cut out of my head the ability to pronounce the names of cities and towns correctly. No. These people live there. They should know better than anyone. They and don't, Mikey's uh, sitting no, there right to, now. It's not up to them. I believe him. I believe he is right. And it is Du Bois. No, Thank I, you, Jenny. I believe he is right as well that the people that there in, in the town uh, pronounce it wrong. They live there. They get to call it. It's like uh, John Hopwood saying Illinois. It's like, no, you don't pronounce the S. And he refuses to believe that. But it is a fact. You do not pronounce the S. Yes, but people in Illinois say Illinois. That's right. So people in Dubois say Dubois. It's not It's not Dubois. Or no, they however say, you said it. They, now I can't say they it. They say Dubois. <laughs> But it should be Dubois. I literally can't say it now. <laughs> uh, Dirk points out in the chat room, Jenny, we have people who say definition of character. Yeah, yes, but see, that's a special crew. See, sometimes people say things wrong and they don't know that they're no. saying them wrong. So the people of Dubois, Pennsylvania, don't realize that they're pronouncing the name of their town incorrectly. I think the people of Dubois are doing just fine with talking about their community, even though I can't say it. We're going to have to go there <laughs> and do a live remote and explain yes, to these uh, people. Right. All right, these, Mikey. These people need to be taught. They need to be trained. Oh, my God. Listen to you. They need
need to be corrected. A little narcissistic today. They need a little bit of education. And uh, we'll send you back to the hairdresser. We'll uh, we'll set it right. Right, Thank Mikey? You. We're going to set these people right. We're going to uh, help me out, Mikey. You might have to pull out your branding iron and threaten some people, but we're going <laughs> to get it done, aren't we? <laughs> Yes, we will. Yes, um, you agreed. I'm hey! waiting for the next game. I just want to check in. <laughs> Having a wonderful time out here and cannot wait to come back home on Friday. You be safe. All right. Thanks, to, thanks, Mikey. Take care. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's our friend Texas Mike, and he was on board. As soon as I said, uh, going to have to pull out the branding iron, he was all about it. He oh, said, count me it. in. Yeehaw! God, you are such a terrible influence. Those words, his exact words. You heard him. You what heard him. Is, just what did they clear, take out of your head when day. they went to the hairdressers? They put some narcissism right, in there. Right. A little egotistic today. It's already there. I host oh, a radio God, show. You have seriously. to be a narcissist yeah, to do this. Hi, true. welcome to Matt Connerton <laughs> Unleashed. Who's this? <clears throat> John Claude Hopwood. John Claude Hopwood. Oh. To what yeah, do we owe the pleasure? And, uh, you know, it's du- like it was Blanche Dubois. She was the uh, lead <laughs> character, along with Stanley Kowalski and Tennessee Williams, a streetcar named Desire. But Manchester, as Jenny said, things are anglicized. That is Dubois. It's always been like that, like Dubois. It's like Grand Maison is Grand Maison. Mm. And, uh, you, know, Glenn, uh, you know how Glenn is always trying to uh, Frenchify names like, uh, well, we can't mention a certain person because, you know, we're banned from talking about him and another French-Canadian. Uh, mm-hmm. I know who you mean. Yeah. Or like uh, Paul Cormier or, uh, or like, you know, <laughs> Glenn, like you know. Uh, well, Paul did well, say. Glenn is a name that you can't, like, Americanize. Because he's not American, frankly. Well, I would like him to renounce his French, uh, I mean, his Canadian uh, citizenship, rather, as uh, as Ted Cruz did, uh, a great patriot. And if Glenn uh, really loves America, he'll do the same. I tell you, you know, it's like uh, he says he was born on the International Bridge between uh, Hodgepodge Lodge, Maine, and Chewbacca, Quebec. Mm-hmm. Like many of Glenn's stories, uh, you know. It's entirely you plausible. Know. I was told I had a relative born on a boat, and they didn't know what they were a citizen of. So they sent them so On the International Ellis. Bridge? <laughs> no, in the ocean. In the big pond. Uh-oh. Well, this is the International Bridge, where he was either caught disco There have been babies born on bridges, his wife. dare I say. And we're still trying to figure out the six, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at some nice EMS stories, you're going to find some interesting places that babies have been born. So do I think he could possibly have been born on that bridge? Absolutely, which would make him it, half American, by the way. Is that <laughs> why he has a leather jacket fetish? Do you think he was wrapped in a leather jacket? when he was, was he coming into the United States, or were they going back to Quebec? I think you're 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 conflating your stories because I think the leather was in a different one. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh! Thank you. I stand corrected. That was uh, that was later. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, au revoir. No. <laughs> Shalom. Au revoir. <laughs> I, th- I think that means goodbye. All right. Shalom means hello, go. goodbye, oh, good luck. Like you can use it right. for a lot of different things, so it works. Well, that opens up a line for you, <laughs> 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. Uh, Guy Lazarus points out there is an intercourse, Pennsylvania. That That's is true. true. 
That's true. That's why they say Pennsylvania is for lovers. Or is that Virginia? Uh-oh. I think that's uh, Virginia. Yeah, I, I, now I'm conflating. Pennsylvania is where the Amish people people are. Like uh, that uh, great uh, television show, Amish Amish Mafia. We know someone who actually interviewed uh, Lebanon Levi from uh, Amish Mafia. <laughs> and I'm actually going to try to book uh, Lebanon Levi on this show because I like to copy what that other person does on oh, theirs. Oh, okay. That's the key to Is my that success. What we're doing now. Mm-hmm. You're gonna start doing interviews. Uh, yes, with, uh, with 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 uh, oh, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get uh, Lebanon <laughs> Levi from Amish Mafia and the keyboard player from Vanilla Fudge. It's gonna be great. Ooh, Hi, Charles. Yay. What's going on, Matt? Since we're on the education tour, yes, uh, I have a real serious question to ask you. Yes. Is it Van Gogh or Van Gogh? Van Gogh. Yes. It's Van Gogh. Oh. Van Gogh is not the correct pronunciation. Really? It is Van Gogh. Well, I defer to Jenny on uh, matters Since of I've art. I've actually been to Dutchland. I believe oh. I am correct. Oh, okay. Then he says, then he's, I, Jenny I, I says it's Van Gogh. I just because it's, it sounded like you were going on a rant on, punctua- uh, on a pronunciation. So I was wanting to see if uh, if you agreed with Jenny or if I, if I had to, to change my approach on how I pronounce the artist. I will uh, I will defer to Jenny on this one. Uh, while I disagree about uh, the uh, town in Pennsylvania, I defer to her on this because we're talking about an artist, and uh, she knows much more about art than I do. So I will assume that she is correct. All right. I just, listen. I'm just going to go ahead and not that uh, jot that down in my notepad. And thank you very much. <laughs> I learned something today. All right. Very good. <laughs> Thanks, Charles. All right. There you go. While we uh, yes, uh, Charles learned something. <laughs> Uh, John Hopwood says, no, it's Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Wow. That's, uh, uh, terribly confusing. I, uh, I, I, I know someone who, um, years ago, I, I was having a conversation with someone who, uh, she said to me, uh, something about, I know I don't always pronunciate my words correctly. (laughs) And when she said it, I kind of. I kind of laughed a little bit because, and this was someone I had a business relationship with. I, I, I gave her kind of a courtesy laugh. I thought, because I genuinely thought she was kidding. And then, um, she, she said it a second time. I, uh, she said, pronunciate. And, uh, then I realized, uh, she wasn't kidding. And, uh, that is not a business relationship that has, uh, uh, sustained, uh, (laughs) EZG joins us. Uh, hello. Hello there, EZG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, Hank. Uh, uh, I'm not in Pennsylvania, but I'm calling from the west side. As Robert Zion says, west side, best side. So, been good so far. It is. It is the best side. Yeah, I guess I missed that, that uh, downpour. I was taking a snooze. Yeah. So I missed it. the downpour of rain. Uh, um, I heard there was a torrential uh, rainstorm a few minutes ago here in Manchester. It was a downpour of rain, yes. Chocolate rain. Yeah, we, did, we definitely need the no, rain. It's been so dry lately. I'll tell you, my eyes have been like killing me lately. Oh, gray. it's all this pollen in the air. Yes, I know what you mean. Uh, I also am vulnerable to that, and sometimes my eyes get very dry and itchy. It's yes, as I was, though. Uh, I was thinking the other day, I said, wow, my eyes are good, but in the last couple of days, oh my God, I'm bad. So I got, when I went to the right in and get yes. some uh, eye drops. Yep, yep. That's what I got. It's not easy to put in, though. Uh, so hopefully I get some in there. <laughs> At times, it feels uh, as though someone is rubbing my eyeballs with sandpaper. It's very uncomfortable. Oh, yes. I know. My, my hands lately, too, have been itching me. 
Your hands have been itching. Oh, my it, goodness. It, it, it's faster on you, unfortunately. Well, you know what they say, uh, itchy hands uh, do the devil's work or something. Oh, my or, gosh. Or Seriously? No, yeah. no. Is that right? Itchy no, hands? that's not right. The, uh, oh, yeah, I just sent you an article like an hour ago. I don't know if you saw it in your Facebook messenger about the um, uh, McDonald's pulling out of Russia. Yeah. I saw that right before we came on air that they're going to completely pull out. They had yeah, they're looking closed. for an ownership in Russia to take over, I guess, an owner down there. They're 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 pulling out completely. They're not going to have their brand in Russia anymore. Right, but they are paying their employees until they get new owners. That's really nice, of McDonald's, to do that. I think they're going to be hard pressed to find somebody to buy all those stores up. Although maybe the government. Right, will. they got a lot of restaurants over there. I was surprised to see how many they got over there. A ton. See, I actually don't think it would necessarily be a bad thing if McDonald's uh, started feeding the Russian uh, soldiers because uh, they'll all get sick and die. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Reminds me of that movie. You see that movie, uh, uh, Supersize Me? Colon cancer. Clog those arteries. Mm -hmm. Oh, Supersize Me, yes. A movie about Matt, Supersize Me, with a guy ate at McDonald's 30 straight days. Morgan Spurlock, yes. Yeah, he got sick, I guess. All that grease. Yeah, yeah. There, there's been different studies done. There, I, I know there, there are some studies that seem to suggest that if you, um, if you eat that type of food in, in moderation, uh, it really won't hurt you at all. But uh, but if you eat it every day for thirty days, see, I'd be afraid. I, I, I to, to do what he did in that documentary, I'd be afraid of ending oh, up di- diabetic and Gross. not being able to reverse it or something. He really took a risk. But yeah, uh, no. what he needs to do, what he needs to do, is eat some more black olives instead. Ew. Yeah, black olives are great. I'd rather eat nummy, McDonald's nummy. every day. No, there's no such thing as a bad olive. <laughs> yeah, there, there yeah. It seems like a lot. It seems like a lot of the wrestlers lately have been sick. There, you know, Facebook Messenger, you guys the other day. Uh, I guess Virgil's got stage two cancer. Big the Snake Roberts is having problems with his breathing, and then I heard today that um, uh, one of the uh, knobs, yeah, Brian Knobs, is having some problems with a uh, knee surgery. That I guess that didn't go good at all. Virgil has a couple of problems. Yeah, he has cancer, and he's been di- yeah. and he's been diagnosed with dementia. And oh, he no. and he's, he's yeah a, I saw that too yeah and he's only he's, he's uh, fi- having a rough patch here and he's only fifty nine cancer sucks mm-hmm. he's only fifty nine years old and he's Jeez. Yeah. yeah he was a big name with uh, DiBiase back in the day in the eighties yes and and then he went to WCW and became Vincent right he was part of the NWO for life yes for life they get, they get out of control though there was like it was like too many members at the end so it was getting ridiculous. Mm-hmm. 
they had like 50 members. They had the NWO uh, black and white. They had the red. Uh, I think they had what, the blue. And yes, well, they had uh, they had NWO and they had NWO Wolfpack, and Wolfpack yeah. wore the red. Yes, it was funny though when they first started the, the uh, NWO. They never lost for the longest time. That's right. They would win every match. It was like it was like it was, like it was specs, Matt. Hmm. It was like the wrestling back then. Uh, well, probably today too. It was almost like they they were they had the matches all prearranged ahead of time. <laughs> oh, ha, ha, you're being ironic. Yes, it, it almost is that, that way. That was cute. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's how to get my uh, my two cents, and uh, I'll be listening for the rest of the show. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Boy, you should have known by now. Easy dope. All right, Easy G leaves us. That opens up a line for you. 603-250-6007, Let's see. Uh, Charles uh, not only called us, he is in the chat room. Hello. Uh, of course, from the great state of Florida. Uh, Crystal joins us from Illinois. That world. And Crystal says, uh, 666 for gas, or 666, definitely Satan's handiwork. Oh my yes. God, nobody there that's going to get gas. So, see, this is when you go. The lines will be short. That's right. <laughs> Ron joins us. Hi, Ron. Hey, Matt. Hi, Jenny. There's Hi. a pair that can beat a full house. What? Huh? What'd you say? Joking. I said, the two of you, I said, there's a pair that can beat a full house. Oh, oh. I see what you did there. I like that. I like that. Yeah, That's yeah. a little poker thing. Yeah, no. Hey, listen, um, I know you don't, I haven't heard your story more than once that you don't have cable, but last night on 60 Minutes, which was a great show, I, I almost as always, there was a um, an outfit called um, Bell and Cat. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but they're a group of people that um, get into the internet. They uh, coerce with each other, and they come up with information that helps the FBI or stuff that's never even been um, heard of and found. For example, like Russia had um, they they one of their missiles took down a. Uh, uh, passenger plane a couple years back or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and the police yeah. had an idea that maybe they were four suspects, but they couldn't confirm it. Well, this this guy, as a hobby, he and his cohorts and pals, they uh, they get on the internet, they look at um, Google Earth, they find the people's names, their families. So, anyways, to make a long story short, but it's called Bell and Cat. Uh, you want to look up that someday? I think uh, I think you'd be excited to see what you you know what you come up with. It's Bell and Cat. Are these yeah, like- Bell and Cat? As a matter of fact, the funny thing about it, they ask them where they come up with the name Bell and Cat, and it has to do with like the uh, the cartoons where the uh, you know the cats wanted to put a bell, or uh, the mice wanted to put a bell on the cat's head, you know, so they could hear them because you know they they have stuff on. Uh, hmm. Putin and a bunch of stuff, but it, yeah, Bell and Bell and Cat. Um, you know, in your free time, look it up, and and I think what you you'll see is uh, provides a lot of information. You'll say, "Wow." Are they hackers? Do they hack into computers? Well, no. Be honest with you, they're not hackers. Oh. Um, they're just people <clears throat> like maybe yourself that in their free time, okay, they spend all their time in, on the computer. Maybe not to say that you do, and they search and research and pass information on amongst themselves, and they come up with, you know, um, things that nobody else would. People so, that are 
just didn't push it that far. It For sounds example, like amateur they took the people that I mentioned that were the uh, possible suspects on that downing of that plane. Mm-hmm. So they went into their family members and they, they they researched it, and then they found that oh, these guys did fly uh, from here to here to here, and then they they noticed that these guys were in the military. So they look at it a little further, and there it is: a military, the um, the Russian people, whatever, were noticed a uh, big. A uh, rocket on the end of a, a trailer being traveled uh, on a particular road. So step by step, piece by piece, these guys did get the puzzle. And in the end, you know, like I say, they uh, they came up with the real deal on who did what. So yeah, I found you know, the uh, the website bellingcat.com. Bellingcat. Yeah, bellingcat or bellingcat. Yes. Bellingcat. Yeah. Uh, John Hopwood is in the chat room. Uh, he is skeptical of the whole thing. He says uh, they help the FBI. The FBI is notoriously corrupt. Sounds like pure propaganda. Um, how do people believe this well, stuff? Well, I'm just a set of years, and I'm really not good at repeating what I heard. Yeah, yeah. But I was uh, pretty captured last night. I said, wow, that is so cool what they dig up. And uh, No, it does you know. sound uh, interesting. There's something to be said yep. for this because there's been a lot of I've seen a lot of videos where amateur sleuths are going into like cold cases and people have been found in like cars in 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 lakes that have been gone for 25 years and these amateur sleuths figured out where they probably disappeared and located their body. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, people, it's it's we live in a different world these days. I'm part of a medical mm. study that's sharing genetic information around the globe with different scientists. People can connect in ways today that you could never do when we were younger. And if you know if this is what you like to do in your spare time, you never know what you can solve or find. I think it's entirely plausible. I, I'm, I'm going to disagree with Hoppy on that one. Well, if you researched it, I, and you, maybe you'll get what I got out of it. I'm I was interested. I'm wow, that is cool. These guys are really, um, you know, like uh, Sherlock Holmes and to the T, you know. Oh, very interesting. All right. That's my two cents. And, uh, yeah. I just think uh, if you if you if you looked it up and you had the time to you know go a little in depth, I think you'll say, "Wow!" Now I see what you know captivated Ronnie. It was pretty cool. Yeah, huh? I'm gonna check it out. All right, very good. Thank you, uh, thank you, Ron. Uh, yeah, thank you guys. All righty. All right, take care. Bye bye. Yeah, it sounds like that stuff that I've watched some videos on, just you know, different topic. Yeah, bellingcat.com is a website. I hadn't heard of this, but uh, you know, very interesting. Yeah, have to check it out. By the way, Ron uh, joined us Friday night for Retro Spectrum Radio with Polly C. And uh, brought a uh, delicious pizza from Elm House, uh, uh, which did have uh, black olives on half of it. Uh, needless to say, only half of the room is sane. I only consumed the other half. Uh huh. Because black olives or even green olives, any kind of olives. All olives are wonderful. I, I, uh, you know not of what you speak. I disagree. Ugh. I believe this is. Uh, oh, never mind. I thought uh, I thought uh, Mr. Hopwood was calling us. Ah, he's going to disagree with me again. Um, uh, it would appear so. I think amateur so. sleuthing is entirely plausible, so there. Um, yep, EZG is in the chat room. Uh, sure enough, sure enough, EZG, as our friend Dirk predicted, uh, says the opening song was dreadful. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I really liked it. I like it too, yeah. I really liked it. Yep, me too. He doesn't like anything that could be hegbaning. Head banger ish. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't like anything too aggressive. Unlike us, who have been to those things. 
Uh, Dirk says, uh-huh. easy has questionable taste in music. Well, easy, That's true. easy likes some good stuff, like Amanda McCarthy and uh, no, that I like. Katie Dobbins. And, He's got uh, a beautiful voice. April Cushman. And, they all do. Uh, uh, I can't think of Wait who else he likes. How come he never picks out a, a male musician? Oh, I don't know. Why are they always of the female persuasion? I don't know. Hmm. Well, you know. Well, now. It's a red-blooded, heterosexual American male. He likes his uh, female <laughs> singer-songwriters, you know? Apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Let's see. Mike Doyle is on the line. Hi, Mike. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? Very good, thanks. I want you to listen to this. Hold on. Okay. We are looking at the bottoms the name of this Dutch post-impressionist Huh? Can't understand it. Which is not correct. In America, they said Vincent and Go, which is not correct either. Vincent is said the same way in Dutch as it is in English. Vincent van Gogh. Could you hear that? Yeah, I it, heard it. it. I can only tell you that I it, only repeated what I heard when I was in the Netherlands. It was it was hard to pick out in the beginning, yeah. but it but it sound it, Mike. It was a little hard to understand it, but it sounded to me like uh, it, it's saying that the actual uh, pronunciation is uh, Vin, uh, Vincent van Gogh. Is that is that right. correct? Like an H, like it, like an H at the front and an H in the back. Like, and they're and they're insulted if you say van. Oh, is it Vaughn? Not, he, they say he is not a van. He say van. Van. A shorter a, like a. Oh, van. So, van. Vincent van Hoff. It's not easy they, to uh, repeat Dutch words. But, I will say that a hundred percent. But it sounded like what you were playing. It sounded like he was saying Vincent van. <laughs> I thought he was. Yeah, saying well, the he's trying to get v. the he's trying to get the G in there somehow. Oh right, I couldn't talk like More that like all day. V. That would that would hurt my throat if yeah, I had to talk like that. Stop it. Yeah, I, I, don't know, it I don't know. If they, uh, I don't know if they. I don't know if they. I don't know who who's to say they're right. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. But I, I guess it's definitely not right. Van Gogh. That's the, that's <laughs> the key. Well, we might. That's where he's from. We might. <laughs> How do you not say? We might have to take a trip there, just like we're going to be taking a trip uh, to du- Dubois, Pennsylvania, and uh, set some people straight on how to say More things. Than once. I'm tired of people just mispronouncing name proper nouns, especially. <laughs> I mean, yeah, people got to start I'm saying su- things correctly around here. I, I'm I'm surprised with all the French people on the other side of the water, the other side of the river. <laughs> nobody's called up to say, "Hey, here's how it's pronounced." Um, I actually have a friend, Armin Dubois. He goes Dubois. So hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But maybe the city says it different. But maybe. I just wanted to play you that Van Gogh thing. I thought it was interesting because when you said that question, I was like, what? What? I, I, yes. Anyways. I'm more confused than ever, actually. But uh, <laughs> but that's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and don't take this the wrong way. You look good with short hair, man. Thank you. 
Uh, I I do feel yeah. like you're. I, I mean, I, I I do feel like you're you're coming on to me, but I'm okay with you're it. Sexualizing uh, Matt. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's 2022, man. You know, whatever. You can objectify yeah, me. Yeah. Is that your summer look? <laughs> yeah. Well, th- that that's the thing. You know, it's it's middle of May and it's already 90 degrees. I'm like, uh, I better get a haircut. Actually, Jenny very generously uh, uh, set up the appointment for me uh, with our it's friend. Like the uh, best hairdresser ever. Yeah. Uh, we we should give a plug. Actually, a uh, Birchwood Salon in uh, Hooksit. Uh, yes. Our, yes. Our, our friend. Chris, who does a phenomenal job, and uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely you know every time I let it grow long, I always say this is the last time I'm ever letting my hair grow long, and then I you know and then I but I I think this time it really was. You should have seen the pile of uh, <laughs> you you could have made a a, a wig for uh, Gene Simmons with the pile of hair that was on the floor. Uh, not that Gene wears a wig, <clears throat> but. Uh, <laughs> There was so much hair. It was, it was frightening. I think, I, I think you I think you can donate that, can't you, to somebody? I don't know. Well, uh, I, I leave... You make him a bird's nest out of Matt's head. Yeah. I, I leave that up to the gentleman who cut it off and sw- had to sweep it all up. But, man, it was it was a <laughs> lot of hair. <laughs> my hair grows really fast. That's the first hey, time I brought a man in my life yeah. in there to have his hair cut <laughs> That same thing happened with my son. Yeah. He had the did Justin you, did Bieber do, and it was did Chris that finally got it off. to get him to sit still? No, no, no. Voluntarily <laughs> sat. It was good. Me or her son? Or both. Yeah, no, you. Oh, you. me? Oh. No, she didn't hey, go. Hey, one last thing. Yes. Yeah, one last thing. I don't know if you had a chance to see that um, that video I sent. I haven't had a May ch- 10th, Nora, Nora Donald. No, Check I- it out, man. You are going to be shocked. I will. Nora I... O'Donnell is Nora. It's only a three-minute clip. Yeah. It's on May 10th, and Nora O'Donnell is is um, interviewing the head of the DEA science lab, mm-hmm. and she's telling the facts about what China is doing to us, and it is it is eye-opening when you when you see it. No, I you will know, check I'd it. Uh... Play it on the. I think you should play it on the air if you can bring oh. it up. Bring up the audio and play it on the air. It's only three minutes, but it is. It is unbelievable. Oh, perhaps I will. Uh, that's just—that's just, not a bad idea. But yeah, I will definitely check it yeah. out. Absolutely, I just haven't gotten to it yet. I'm so far behind on my emails, but uh, I will definitely yeah, yeah. check I mean, it out. You know, we just continue this—we just continue this fight with opioids and drug, you know, epidemics, and people are blaming the wrong people and blaming this and that, and you know, there's mm-hmm. there's, there's right from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So yeah, yeah. No, I'll check it out. Absolutely. Anyway, all right, I'll, I'll talk to you later. All right, Mike, thanks for the call. See you. All right, bye-bye. All right, that was our friend uh, Mike Doyle. I forgot to ask him if he was going to be on the morning show this week when uh, Peter White returns tomorrow. But... I like that he brings up where things are coming from because mm-hmm. all too often you hear people go, oh, it's all coming from Mexico. No, it's not. No, right. it's not. It's coming in from ports all over the place. Oh, of course, yeah, absolutely. And and, and he's right to, to say that... Uh, China is one of those places. Yes. Not the only one, but it's one of them. Uh, 603-250-6007, if you'd like to join us, 603-250-6007. Uh, Rocky Huber joins us in the chat. Hello, Rocky. Uh, let's see. Uh, John Hopwood is asking, is anime those Japanese cartoons where a woman uh, is uh, blanked eight times by an octopus? Uh, that sounds very specific, uh, and uh, sounds like you know more than we know. I mean, uh, just saying there, Hoppy. Uh, got some interesting descriptors. <laughs> I mean, no judgment. That does sound kind of hot, but 
Really? Uh, I don't think that's. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd watch out. that. I'd watch that. Sure. That um, is not hot. <laughs> that is gross. Uh, oh, God, I'm going to get for here. Melanie, uh, of course, from the great state of Vermont, points out that shark, sharks just want to be hugged. We, we did learn that, uh, of course, uh, from the movie uh, Jaws. Uh, Rocky Uber says, we called anime Japanimation. Yeah, I remember. Um, like that I've not heard. I, I feel like when I was a kid, I remember hearing that term Japanimation. And then eventually that that term was displaced by anime, which is just easier. Um, I ha- I had a friend I used to work with who was um, really into, uh, you know, they call it J-pop, Japanese pop music. Oh, yeah. And uh, this is some, some really interesting music. Uh, and it's uh, some of the, actually, some of it's a, sort of like, like uh, I'm going to play another uh, song actually at the break from, I, f- I found something else. Unless, Dirk, you want to send uh, something specific I could play at the break. Um, John Hopwood said, uh, watch out for the octopi in the Gulf. They are attracted to uh, women swimming in bikinis. My goodness. Um, Crystal says they talk about that on Shark Week, and so does uh, uh, O-Search researchers. Oh, Ocean researchers. Maybe that's what that's supposed to be. Um, uh, Charles says I'm never swimming in the ocean again. The movie Jaws did me in. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Crystal singing Baby Shark. John says, uh, oh, I'm not going to read that on the air. That's funny, <laughs> That's funny though. Uh, John says, uh, Sleazy G hasn't gotten over the death of Tiny Tim. Coincidentally. Wait, what? Tiny Tim died probably years and years ago. I happen to hear, though, so in the car... Yeah, listening to satellite radio, you've got two Howard Stern channels. You've got Howard 100, which is the the show, and then you've got Howard 101, which is all classic clips. And there was a clip from uh, just yesterday, or was it? Yeah, it was yesterday. There was a clip from Howard interviewing Tiny Tim in 1995. Wow. Yeah, I think Tiny Tim's been uh, been dead for a while. I, th- I think it's been a few years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Melanie says, once again, I have to encourage you to uh, to uh, watch the movie Teeth. Uh, Melanie, I am familiar with the film, and under no circumstances will I ever watch it. But... I don't think I want to now. I don't even know what it is, but I don't think I want to. Uh... But I'm not a horror flick kind of person. Yeah, it's. I don't know if that's even the right. The only that's reason the wrong genre. The only reason I. Well, no, I'd probably put it there. The only reason I even know what it is is I remember seeing again when I worked at Fye, seeing the DVD. And uh, reading the the you know the back of it and being like uh, yeah I'm never watching that. Uh, John Hopwood says it is Du Bois. Uh, <laughs> He's still on pronunciation. Yeah, I love you, Hoppy. Uh, Crystal says Pennsylvania has the funniest names of towns. Yeah, they have Intercourse, Pennsylvania. They have uh, what's what what's what's the other one that uh, people laugh about? I can't remember now. I don't know. Uh, I can't. Is there like a lovers or something like that? No, this there's, there's another real really funny. Uh... Oh, Dirk is uh, sending me a couple of options uh, for the break for uh, for music. Um, <laughs> Rocky Uber says, "Is it Charles Richardson or is it pronounced Charles Dickerson?" <laughs> I think it's pronounced Richardson. It'd be funny if we were saying it wrong all this time. Uh, Scott Wigan uh, joins us in the Facebook live chat. Hi, Scott. Um, Scott says, uh, I've seen a picture of that bridge Glenn was supposedly born on. That river makes uh, the Merrimack look like a puddle. Oh, my goodness. Well, now. I didn't know. 
Now I want to see a picture of it. Uh, Crystal says, pronunciate words correctly. It must be Teresa uh, Gudis. Pronunciate? From uh, from uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey. Did you say pronunciate? Yes. She's making fun of, you know how I said earlier, I know someone who says pronunciate. Oh. Melanie likes uh, chocolate rain. Oh, <laughs> Guy Lazarus joins us in the chat. And I wonder if this is... Uh, I wonder if this oh, somebody, is... Well, where's that coming from? Sorry. Hey, you want to time travel for a second? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Guy Lazarus joins us in the chat. And I wonder if this is... Uh, I wonder if this oh, somebody, is... Well, where's that coming from? <laughs> Sorry. Hey, you want to time travel for a second? Anyway... Uh, Gotta let me get back in the box. Let me fix that. No, uh, he he shared. I think this is probably like Doctor Who this episode. is this is probably the same thing that Mike Doyle sent us uh, explaining how to pronounce Van Gogh or or Van Gogh. But uh, but uh, we'll we'll play this. Americans pronounce everything wrong if you go around the world. To be quite honest. Wait, is that what this is? Oh no, I guess that was something else. Okay, never mind. I'm not sure what that was. Sorry, uh, guy. Uh, Alex Whiteley joins us uh, from the UK. Alex says, great, now I want a Big Mac. <laughs> um, Sorry, dude. Guy Lazarus says, Spurlock was a liar, and then he shared something. Uh, I remember there was some controversy around the documentary, but I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, John Opwood said, I wouldn't eat at McDonald's if it were free. Uh, well, maybe if it was, uh, <laughs> as I'm being uh, hammered by inflation, yes. Seriously, we've all changed our grocery shopping a lot of people are buying things a little less expensive these days or cheaper or maybe not as healthy because it's just the dollar doesn't go as far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, Dirk sent a couple of... Uh, oh, oh, boy. Crystal says, uh, I'm half French. My mom was a Bergeron and my grandfather a Cordemart. Cordemanche? Is that how you say it? Uh, Alex says, uh, I've got some words for you. Norwich, Norfolk. Wist Norwich University is right near us. Wist Wista is how you say it in Massachusetts. Wrexham, no, it's Warwick. Worcester. Wist Worcester. When I was a kid, I thought it was pronounced Worcester. No, that's a sauce. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Dirk Don says, uh, Hopwood is thinking of hentai. When what? Hentai. Remember when Hopwood was talking about the octopus and the women? Oh, geez. Here we go again. So when, when, uh, <laughs> remember, uh, when Chris James had me call into, um, what's his name? He's mad at me now. Um, uh, the, the other green host from not even a show, the, the stone green. Tom. Oh, Tom Gully. When, when, uh, when, uh, Chris uh, Chris James got me to call into Tom Gully's show. He's like, uh, give him a hard time about the pictures of hentai oh, on geez. his on his wall, which weren't actually pictures of hentai, but it was kind of funny. Uh, Easy G joins us. Hi, Easy. Yeah, I know I broke the rules, but they, I forgot to promote the uh, an event coming up. Yeah, I say I'm going to go every year, but this year I'm definitely going. The uh, uh, Granite State Comic Con over at Double Tree Hotel, September 60s, 70s, and 80s. You'll never guess who's going to be there. Nick Foley's in the house. You didn't give me a chance to guess. I would have guessed that. I'm no, you kidding. Wouldn't have. No, I wouldn't have. You're right. Yeah, no, you would have been way out to lunch. Thanks. Yeah, for that's gonna be a uh, uh, that's gonna be great to uh, meet the guy. Who? If I can, you know, the line will probably be a mile long, but who knows? Who? What if the line is two miles long? Will he still do it? Yeah. Well, I remember years ago before COVID hit, we were supposed to get um. He brought Greg COVID. From the, uh, Brady, Brady bunch um 
over to the um, um, policy and uh, the great Peter White was going to come with me, but got canceled. They never rescheduled this darn, darn Double Tree Hotel people. <laughs> wow, you're very harsh. Now, who are uh, nice to make you know the Brady Bunch, you, know, you know, big fans of Polly C and uh, Peter White are. You know, I'm, a, I'm kind of a Miles fan, but they, they are really into the Brady Bunch. They, they know, they know like every scene, every, every episode. I mean, I've seen every episode like a hundred times, but. You've seen every episode of the it Brady nice Bunch? A hundred Brady. times each? Wow. Now, who are you going to meet? Uh, Nick Foley. Nick Foley? Yeah, the wrestler. Oh, Mick Foley. Yes, I he said of course. Nick. Yeah, Mankind, yes. I thought he said Mick Van Gogh. I thought he said Nick. Uh, I thought he said Nick like as well. Saint Nick. Right. Yeah, I always say I'm going to go every year, but this year I'm definitely going because I think the same weekend they have all that food up at the, um, on the, um, Bridge, not Bridge Street. Um, yeah, Bridge Street. They have they have all the food up there at that um, particular church there. Uh, what do you call that event there? Huh? What? Where? Well, they have all the food for the weekend there. The, the uh, gour- not gourmet food, but they uh, they have a penny sale. Oh God, I can't think of it right now. I, I know it's written down on my Facebook message. Somewhere really, in Manchester, really there's a lot of here food. In my, in the same report here, a small one. Uh, Scott Robinson in the chat room wants to know: Is Easy going to have an autograph booth at Comic Con? No, but it would be great to meet uh, Nick Foley and get his autograph. I mean, you know, I'm not big into autographs. I just like to meet the guy. Yeah, I, I've gotten tons of autographs over the years with famous people, and, I, and I, I've just I've misplaced them or lost them. So I just like to meet the guy. You know, say hi and great, great uh, wrestler and blah blah blah. You're not going to get his autograph. You're just going to meet him and say hi. Yeah. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids' nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. No, I'm not being an autograph. I'm not either, actually. Never cared. Well, there you go. I mean, I've met a lot of famous people over the years, but like I said, I've lost them all. You can't prove that you met any of them. Uh, Rocky Huber oh, says... I did meet Hogan. Uh, no, I didn't get his autograph. I should have had a picture of me and Hulk Hogan. But, of course, back in the, in the early 2000s, people were really doing a lot of selfies. Uh, Rocky Huber uh, says, you're thinking of the Greek festival. 
Yeah, it's the Greek festival. Thank you, Rocky, for bailing me out. Are you yeah, going? I've never been to yeah, one. I, I always say I'm going to go to that every year, but and uh, Ed and Allie, we worked the whole weekend over there. I don't know if they're doing it again this year, but the um, yeah, that sounds like a fun time. Maybe I'll, go, I'll do that eventually next year. Maybe you should have an autograph booth at the Greek festival. No, have you have you guys ever been to the Greek festival? I don't think I ever have. Not that I can recall. No. How about you, Jenny? I don't know. You'd you'd know All if right. you'd been. I'd been to. Well, anyways, I'm gonna never... let you guys go. I, I got a break coming up, so uh, have a good rest of your Bye bye. All right, bye, Easy G. I don't know. Oh boy, our friend, uh, our friend Easy G. Boy, you should have known by now, Easy does. Well, very good. So he's going to meet uh, Mick, not uh, Nick Foley. I'm going to play one of these uh, songs Dirk sent at the break. <laughs> then maybe I'll play the other one at the end of the show. Oh, my god. A little J-pop. But, uh, yeah, um, Rocky says Easy G should have a kissing booth at the Greek Festival. And uh, Alex Whiteley wants a signed uh, Easy Pick. Well, very nice. Well, there you go. Well, he is, uh, I mean, he's not as big a celebrity as, uh, of course. Uh, easy out? I'm sorry. Can we start sharing Easy? He's not as big a celebrity as Texas Mike, of course, but... Uh, what if we put them both in the same photo and they sign it? Mm. Um, Rocky says, I guess Rocky has seen the movie Teeth. He says they should show teeth in sex ed class. It's a very uh, effective birth control. <laughs> sounds horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds totally horrible. Guy Lazarus uh, says, uh, EZG is like the kid at the Cub Scout Jamboree who uh, <laughs> pees. I got to clean this up a little bit. Who pees in the campfire. While you are roasting weenies, then does it again the next summer. <laughs> uh, Miriam Banish says, Matt saying Von Gogh is making me laugh so much. Well, that is, I mean, that's that's how, uh, according to the recording Mike Doyle played for us, that's what it sounded like to me, right? Vincent Van Gogh. Stop it. Um, it's terrible. I'm going to have to clean this uh Clean this microphone. Keep that up. You're going to be hacking all night. I know. All right. Well, we are at the top of the hour. Let's take a break. And then uh, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll get into some stuff. We haven't really. Uh, it's been such a busy show so far with calls and uh, a busy chat room, which is wonderful to see. But uh, we do want to uh, get into some. Uh, I'm not sure if if we'll get uh, heavy with the uh, Buffalo shooting or not. We'll see. And uh, but there, uh, something um, surprised me. Uh, some, uh, I guess sort of potentially positive news regarding uh, uh, Ukraine. Um, but we'll uh, we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. So I don't know how to say this. Uh, Junko Ohashi, perhaps, is the name of the artist. Uh, and this is called Telephone Number. This was uh, sent to us from our friend uh, Dirk Don. So uh, we'll give this a listen. And then we'll be back with our number two of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Don't go away. Everybody, welcome back. We are well in hour number two, Numero Dos of Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 
95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. A very humid downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Today is Monday, May 16, 2022. Uh, Jenny is here at the news desk. Present and accounted for. Got the Hopknot mug over there, of course, Thank our you. amazing sponsor. But uh, don't go there today. Monday and Tuesday is their weekend, but they are open Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, Wednesday is Industry Night at the Hopknot. Thursday night's Trivia Night, hosted by the great Bill Cini, who also does trivia on the morning show on Wednesdays. But Thursday night, he's at the Hopknot. Uh, Friday night, uh, Jesse De Silva is playing there this week. Uh, they've got uh, Juneteenth coming up. Boy, actually, wow. Just uh not that far. Just over a month away now. Yeah. Juneteenth no, right? is gonna be huge this year. Looking forward to that. Uh so there's a lot going on there. And of course, they've got those delicious gourmet pretzels and the assortment, the ever growing burgeoning assortment of craft beer. So um we're gonna get Kenny in here uh one of these Mondays before Juneteenth so we can hang out with him and he might uh bring uh Bring one of his fellow business people with him. You know, he's very good at networking with other businesses and, and the uh, community. So, yeah, so Juneteenth is going to be huge this year. So really looking forward to that. And please visit the Hopknot when they're open uh, Wednesday through Sunday. And you'll be very glad that you did. Great food, great service, and a wonderful family that owns and operates it. Um, if you'd like to give us a call, 603-250-6007. 603-250-6007. You can text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to call us at 603-250-6007. Uh, we played, uh, that was a song that uh, Dirk sent us. Uh, Junku Ohashi, perhaps, uh, it's called, uh, telephone number and, uh, Crystal in the chat room says, I envision this song being sung on the love boat in their nightclub back in the day. <laughs> well, perhaps. Yes. Yes. Um, I wanted to, uh, mention this. I, I saw this, uh, right before we came on the air. Um, interesting. Uh, you know, uh, Putin, of course, uh, makes everyone uh, nervous because he likes to uh, talk about nukes. And um, we don't like it when he uh, talks about nukes. It's uh, unsettling. And he's Just a little. And he also likes to threaten uh, other countries. And he's been threatening Finland and threatening uh, Sweden since uh, they have expressed uh, so much interest in joining NATO. And NATO has expressed interest in uh, onboarding, as we say in the corporate world, of course. Uh, Putin and, uh, I mean, uh, Finland and Sweden. But uh, although Turkey may have thrown a wrench into things. By the way, uh, Turkey, I, I, I would say probably the most uh, disliked, shall we say, of uh, of any of the NATO countries. Does anyone really like Turkey? I mean, Erdogan is a pretty miserable guy. No, no, no. Finland thinks that they can overcome that. Well, I, uh, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, Erdogan is, uh, is uh, nobody likes him. Turkey can be in the good corner or the bad corner mm -hmm. they have the decision to make that's right light side of the dark side well Will they choose the force of good no well i mean we'll see i mean they're the only holdout uh so if you don't Literally. know in order for um in order for nato to bring on new members uh there has to be a unanimous uh, consent uh all it takes is one of the 30 nato members to veto 
uh, anyone new coming aboard. That might have made sense when there was like 10 of them. But now that there's 30, I think there should be at least two. I'm just going with that because I don't want them to be able to do it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But um, a little uh, bit of uh, reassurance here. Uh, Putin now says he sees no threat from NATO expansion, um, but he does warn against a military buildup. Now, what's interesting about this, and it's probably not a big deal, but some bullet points. This is from Reuters. Uh, Putin warns NATO over, over bolstering Sweden and Finland, says NATO Nordic membership, no problem. Sweden and Finland to seek NATO membership. Uh, so it says here, those are some bullet points, but let's get into the article. It says, President Vladimir Putin said today that there was no threat to Russia if Sweden and Finland joined NATO, but cautioned that Moscow would respond if the U.S.-led alliance bolstered military infrastructure in the new Nordic countries. Now, the only reason that's significant that I see is this. Um, Putin, is, well, okay, so in terms of using nuclear weapons, part of the Russian doctrine, and uh, this is uh, codified somehow, at least among their military, um, as far as how they, they use nukes, if they were to ever use nuclear weapons, and I, I'm, I think this applies to both long-range and uh, uh, strategic nuclear uh, weapons. Uh, part of their doctrine is nuclear weapons are only to be used if there is an existential threat to Russia. But some of Putin's comments recently seem to indicate that he felt that any further NATO expansion, and by the way, uh, Finland shares a longer border with Russia than any other country, so... Finland becoming a part of NATO, that means not only is NATO right up against Russia's border, but even more so. So, you know, uh, Russia becomes almost uh, almost surrounded. So uh, Putin had made comments indicating that he felt that that was a, a direct threat to Russia. And, you know, he makes a lot of sort of vague, ambiguous. One thing Putin definitely does understand, even though he's terrible at, at war, <laughs> apparently— <laughs> Um, but he does understand the uh, the concept of strategic ambiguity and saying things and doing things to sort of uh, keep his opponents off balance and unclear on what his intentions are and how far he's willing to go and so forth. That is a foreign policy uh, strategy uh, known as strategic ambiguity, where you don't let your opponents and your enemies know exactly what it is that you might do, how you might respond to certain things and whatnot. And Putin has, has been pretty effective at that. He did flat um, out threatened to, to to shoot stuff at them if they dared yeah yeah you know he i don't know sometimes i think you're giving him a little too much credit i think he was lost his mind oh i don't think he's <laughs> lost his mind necessarily i don't see any direct evidence of that but this um, is insanity this is absolute insanity there are so many thousands of people who are dead right now that shouldn't be dead yeah oh of course it, it, this is just this is insanity He's got like a Napoleon syndrome going on now. Well, he is kind of a short guy. Yeah, that is true. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Seriously, he's trying to, you know, increase his empire. Well. And, and, and all he's doing is increasing the death toll of Europeans on both sides of the border. Well. He's killing his own people for what? He, he, uh, you know, he's KGB. He came from the KGB. He was, uh, I think, pretty high ranking in the KGB when he witnessed the fall 
of the Soviet Union uh, 30 years ago, and and it was no doubt uh, a very bitter pill for him to swallow. And I think if you look historically over his reign, um, he uh, he he played nice when it suited him. Yep. When when Russia, for example, uh, Russia, we've been talking about Russian default on their debt. Russia did default in uh, 1999, um, I believe it was. Um, but, uh, you know, so they had a lot of economic rebuilding to do and so forth. Whenever he's needed debts forgiven, whenever he's, he's, uh, needed the help of the world, he's, he's been very effective at playing the nice guy and smiling and, uh, being very friendly to, uh, of course, uh, NATO countries and, and to the United States. Um, but it's only after decades of, see, there's, there's a, a, Pretty terrible irony to all of this, but it's only after several decades of building wealth and being able to sell oil, being able to sell energy to other countries that other countries need. Um, I mean, Russia is a petrol state, and that is what their economy is based on, and they've built up a pretty good economy. I mean, well, not great, but, but good enough based on based on that, and it was only when they got to that point that Putin decided he was going to attempt to, uh, to some degree, reconstitute the former Soviet Union. And, of course, now he's taken that economy and tossed it into the trash because he uh, didn't realize uh, how much resistance he was going to encounter. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? It's Ridley apologizing. <laughs> Dave Ridley. What's going on your mind, Dave? He's apologizing because he doesn't have internet and he can't listen. So he has no idea what you were talking about. That's okay. We were talking about uh, uh, Putin. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of going to talk about that too. Uh, oh, good. Is it okay to change the t- subject my, my, mildly? Yeah, mildly, sure. Yeah. So uh, the the uh, the increased nuclear danger that he's associated with uh, is probably. It's probably bigger than people are willing to admit. I mean, the federal government is telling us not to worry. You should probably worry, right? I uh, I wouldn't say that uh, necessarily. No, I, I agree. Uh, that's that's a, that's a little broad. I mean, uh, <laughs> if the federal government tells us not to worry, we should worry. When probably. it comes to this, I agree. Yeah. Well, uh, there there is. Um, I, I, I've been I've been studying a little bit about what a nuclear war is like, uh, and there, there, I've stumbled on this really interesting series of characters who are I guess they are people who believe that it can be survived, and they're trying to spread the message. It's almost like a it's almost like an evangelical thing for them. Uh, yeah. And the most interesting of these is Shane Connor, uh, who runs he runs like a radiological calibration company, like he fixes radiological meters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has this—he has this thing that I think everyone should watch, and I want to recommend it to your listeners. Uh, it's called—you uh, can either watch the, the speech or you can uh, just, you know, read the the article. It's called "The Good News About Nuclear War." <laughs> All righty then. Wow. So obviously that's that's pretty attention getting. And uh, what he does, he just describes how how many casualties can be just spared completely. Uh, by taking very simple and easy steps. And the main thing is just like, for instance, the, the guy, there's a guy, there are several people who survived the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. They're the unlucky, <laughs> unluckiest people in the world. Um, 
and except they survive, right? Yeah. So what happened? So this one guy, he survives Hiroshima. So he's a policeman. He goes to Nagasaki and tells all the Nagasaki policemen, here's the deal. If you see a bright flash, just duck and cover, right? And right. it saves all the policemen in Nagasaki, right? So for in, so people make fun of duck and cover, but actually that is very useful in a nuclear war. 90% of the casualties, or well, that's many of the casualties will just be a result of people knowing that they'll experience a bright flash and they'll go to the window to see what it is and they'll get shredded. They'll be there just in time to get shredded. So that's where actually a huge percentage of the casualties will come from is just going to the flash instead of ducking. Well, righty then. So as I understand it, Dave, that's uh, here's here's how based on all the reading that I've done about this, and I've I've done probably more reading about this than I would would have liked to, but you know, growing up in the '80s, I was um, obsessed is uh, too strong a word, but I was I had an unhealthy preoccupation with the threat of nuclear war growing up. But from what I understand, so what you're describing is you're talking about surviving the initial blast. So from what I've read, yeah. there are there, there's essentially three waves. It's a, a hypersimplification, but there's essentially three waves of, uh, well, people who would die. Uh, and at the end of the third wave, it's pretty much everybody. So the first wave is people who are killed in the initial blast. Uh, if you've ever seen a movie like The Day After, you've seen the people who it's it's like they're just x-rayed and they're, they die immediately. Um the, the second wave is people who don't die right away, but they die relatively soon because they uh, they become poisoned by radiation. And then the third wave is everybody else. But the problem is everybody pretty much literally means everybody because even if you uh, even if you go to an underground bunker, for example, now by the way, this is in the case of I, when I say this this is, this is in the case of an of general nuclear war. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, a, a couple cities get hit. I'm talking about a, a full-blown nuclear war. But even if you're in an underground bunker and you've got your food and your, uh, you know, your your food buckets and all that, and you know, you, you're good. And and uh, and then you know the whatever uh, gadgetry you have indicates that radiation has subsided and you can come out. What you're going to be coming out to is nuclear winter, where uh, you're coming out to a dead planet. Uh, because uh, no, no sunlight can get through anymore because of every th- everything that's been thrown into the air uh, from the nuclear explosions. And uh, you're going to, uh, yeah, you're not going to die as soon as, obviously, the people who died instantly in the initial blast or even the people who got radiation poisoning and died in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. But you're you're going to die of starvation and freezing to death and all of that. So, um, So there is no... Uh, there really is no surviving a, a nuclear war. Uh, maybe maybe a few people will figure something out and uh, be able to pull off, uh, uh, you know, the beginnings of repopulating the planet. But I don't see how. So that's that's my take on it. So it's possible that you're right about the nuclear winter. We don't know for certain. Uh, the, the latest calculations indicate it would be more of a nuclear autumn. And so, like, the, the movie, the, the Day After movie is actually very accurate, and um, from what I understand, and Threads is also very accurate. Threads goes into more detail about the, um, this is another 80s movie, but it goes into more mm-hmm. detail about the effect on the atmosphere. 
uh, afterwards. Mm-hmm. And uh, but again, both of those both of those films depict a world that where humanity absolutely survives and civilization even survives. It's just that it, life really sucks, starts to suck for a, a period of time. And that, I think that's more likely what would happen is things would be very difficult for a, for a period of time. And this is not, just, but, but, it, you know, but, but that's different from being a defeatist, right? In World War II, everyone was just sort of a defeatist before World War II. Like, oh, if, we're, if, if we have a war now, uh, we're all going to die, chemical, you know, chemical weapons, and uh, we'll be used in, in mass, you know, with, uh, with Heinkel delivering them over London. And so, but it really didn't play out that way. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't the end of civilization by any stretch of the imagination. And I don't think a nuclear war would be either, but I may be go I'm going out on a limb when I say that. Just just hear him out. Hear Shane out. It's uh uh he calls it again, it's the good news about nuclear war. It's worth reading or listening to before you just write yourself off. Just assume you're gonna die and, and, and give up. Before you do that, at least hear him out. I know what you're saying, Dave, but uh, so two things. One is, I think, though, what what I have noticed, because I've seen, I, I will check that that out, but I've seen other people's videos and I've read other people's articles that also kind of promote this idea that a nuclear war would be survivable and, and so forth. And um, what I've noticed is, and I don't know if, it, what, what's his name again, Shane? Shane Connor. I don't know if Shane Connor does this, but does he just kind of ignore the nuclear winter uh, concept? Because I think that's pretty pretty well established and accepted, isn't it, among scientists that that that's what would happen? No, it's not. It's debated. And again, mm-hmm. the nuclear winter crowd could be correct. I don't know. Yeah. Shane does not go into into that in great detail. Okay. Uh, Crescent uh, Carney does, however. Crescent yeah. Carney wrote this thing that's sort of the Bible of nuclear war survival. It's much more in depth. Okay, it's called the nuclear, the uh, the nuclear war survival skills. Yeah, that guy was one of a kind. He was like a real life MacGyver. Okay, uh, he's died. He died fairly recently, but yeah, well, not that recently actually. But anyway, he uh, yeah, he goes into some detail on on the on the nuclear winter. And, uh, uh, and you know, there, yeah, I mean, you should look into that. I mean, that's not, that's not something to be unprepared for. It may happen. Um, but again, it, it's not necessarily going to wipe out the race or even civilization. So the other thing I wanted to say though, is, uh, be, you know, be, because, you know, you said, don't be defeatist. I'm, I'm actually optimistic overall, uh, much more. I, I think I'm actually the optimist in this conversation because, I think that the chances of anything like that happening remain infinitesimally small, whereas it sounds like you uh, are leaning more toward you think it's it's uh, what are, what are you saying, David? Are you saying you think it is going to happen or are you saying you think it's well, you're, uh, again, you're right. It is an infinitesimally small chance that it will happen this week. Right. But we've got we've got our whole lives ahead of us to worry sure. about. We have to get lucky every day. Well, uh, and not have a nuclear war, but the nuclear war that's a only fair, has to get lucky once. That's a fair point. That is a fair point. But I am optimistic that uh, that you know this this isn't going to be happening anytime soon. I don't think that uh, because of the current as awful as it is, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I don't think it's going to. Uh, I don't believe it's going to lead to anything like that. I know that's that's what's got uh, people pretty amped up about it at the at the moment. Uh, the prospect of it, and I just, uh, I just don't see it. I mean, when I say infinitesimally small, I will acknowledge perhaps uh, a little less infinitesimal uh, than uh, prior to uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, but still uh, infinitesimal at that. So, 
So I'm an optimist in that regard, but but I take your point about, you know, you have to be lucky every day. And uh, and we have been lucky up to now. You know, there's been, I'm sure you know this, uh, there's been many uh, close calls, some that we know about, and I'm sure some that we don't that have happened over the decades, over decades of the Cold War, where uh, because of mis- yeah, misunderstandings. Yeah, there were lots, there were lots yeah. of close calls. Yeah, yeah, misunderstandings or... Of course, there's that uh, the the famous story of uh, I can never recall his name, uh, the Russian who uh, saw incoming uh, ICBMs on his radar from the United States, but decided not to uh, uh, follow protocol because he suspected that it was a, a technical error, and turned out he was right. And thank God he didn't launch anything. <laughs> you know, so um, so we have been lucky, and. Uh, I hope uh, luck holds out. I think it will. Um, so I'm I'm actually an optimist, but but if uh, if we do actually have a general nuclear war, call me a defeatist on this point. I'd just as soon go up in the initial blast. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I I'm good at that point. I uh, you know well, you, whatever's you left. To, you don't get to decide. You don't get to decide that. Uh, that is you're, that know, is true. In Manchester area. You might be on the target list, and you might not. Uh, right, it's more right. likely you will be in a situation where <clears throat> you're dealing with what I'm dealing with, and that's a lot of fallout. Right. You know, and I read right. some calculations about. I live in Ringe, and so the calculate my expectation would be that the it'd be pretty serious. You know, in a full blown exchange, and we I would expect 1,500 rem per hour outdoors in in Ringe, uh, even in this rural area. Yeah. And that means if you know in a basement, I'm gonna get you know without without special preparations inside a basement, I'm gonna get exposed to about 150 rem, and the upper safe limit is 100 rem. Yeah. Um, but but again, the good news is that means that actually a relatively small amount of preparation will take me down below 100 rem, and then all I'm all I'm dealing with is the nuclear winter. The other two things have been you know have been survived if if things kind of go according to plan and that most new hampshireites can achieve this yeah i mean the biggest problem uh the the thing that i'd i'd be pretty upset with too is you know i've i've got uh i've got a full schedule i've got a lot to do and i just uh i feel like armageddon would really uh interfere with that you know oh you'll find other things to do like (laughs) foraging I mean, you know, I got a radio show to do uh, five days a week. I can't, uh, I can't be having uh, nuclear uh, bombs. Well, again, and... I, I, be- I believe a lot of this will come back. If you think about, you know, all the way through World War II and all the way through World War One, these were Armageddonist situations to a large extent, and society really did not go backwards as a result of these wars. The, the technologic, te- technologically, mm-hmm. things got better, and uh, the. Um, the you know Moore's law, and it's not exactly Moore's law, but the ex- exponential increase in calculating power it goes back to 1890. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Cause it's morning, and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. That went on unaffected by all of what happened after 1890, right? World War One, World War Two, the Depression, COVID, nothing negatively impacted the um, 
Well, I'm not sure about COVID, but nothing uh, during that 100-year period anyway uh, negatively impacted this exponential advance uh, that, that humanity is associated with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, obviously, we're but we're talking now on something that would be on a, uh, a much more severe uh, level, unfortunately. But I but I take your point, and I I think that's a very uh, optimistic view of it. Um, I'm just uh, I'm optimistic we can avoid even uh, it it coming to that. So but, yeah, uh, there's a good there's a good chance it won't happen uh, in our lifetimes, and uh, if you know. Uh, if it does, I, I, you know, I, th- I think that if you if you do things to get ready for something like that, you will discover that oh, this is fun. That's fun. I'm enjoying learning about this. It's kind of raising my morale, uh, and I'm, now I'm ready for all the kinds of other stuff. Hopefully, mm, that's a very optimistic way of looking at it, which I uh, which I I admire and appreciate. All right. Well, uh, get, check back with me after something like this has happened and see if I'm still useful. I may not be. Right. Well, Dave, if, if I find a way to continue uh, the radio show after a uh, nuclear holocaust, I hope you'll still call. Yeah, well, you, know, you just buy a ham and put it in a Faraday cage. Those are easy to make. And um, you can broadcast on ham radio after the bombs have stopped going off. I know somebody who wouldn't like that. What? You oh, broadcasting on ham radio. <laughs> At that point. Well, I, don't, I don't eat ham. Oh, you mean something different. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, my God. I don't like ham. Okay. All right, Dave. Uh, anything? Uh, did you want to plug uh, the Riddler Report or uh, NH Exit or anything before you go? Oh, yeah. NHExit.com if you want to join our attempt to leave the federal government. Why do you encourage that? <laughs> Why not? All right. Dave Ridley, thank you so much for the call, my friend. All right. Thanks, folks. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, that was Dave Ridley, and uh, I I have asked him before, you know, if uh, if New Hampshire does uh, secede from the federal government, uh, you know, will we have our own nukes? Which I think would be very exciting. Oh God, no! And I think we would want them in case uh, Vermont or Maine or Stop it. tries to invade us, Massachusetts. Oh. They try to invade us, make us all commies. Ugh. Oh God, stop it! Hi, welcome to Matt Connerson Unleashed. Oh, I know who it is. It's Ron. Hi, Ron. Yeah. So if they do unleash and unload a nuclear weapon, mm-hmm. what SPF factor sun lotion <laughs> are we supposed to use? Well, actually, Ron, <laughs> you won't need to use any because uh, with the nuclear winter, there will be no sunlight. Like ever. Yeah. 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 Or for a very, 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 very well, long time. You won't even have to worry about it. I uh, I don't know, maybe four or five weeks ago, whatever it was, I was YouTubing nuclear bombs and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and um, it was cool. I, I, I YouTubed, and it said the six largest nuclear bombs ever detonated. It's amazing. I mean, like, so, so many. One of these bombs is so big that it's not practical. They couldn't put it in a plane and drop it on anybody, but they unloaded it anyways. Or they they exploded it anyways. Oh, testing. And there was one particular bomb that they said, all right, we figure it's going to yield 15 megatons or whatever. And I don't know if the scientists were just dealing with the unknown, but it turned out to be like 30 or 40 times, you know, the explosive yield that they thought it was going to be. So, you know, that kind of stuff's pretty cool. If 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 you're bored like me and you've got nothing to do when I YouTube that kind of stuff, it's pretty cool. Yeah, frightening, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, 
All right, that's it. I was yeah, I was a little wondering about the SPF factor. I don't. I think I only got like a you know. I'm not yeah. for a small tan. I might I don't have to know go that double they make one on high enough for that. Yeah. The no. initial blast would be quite burning. Yeah, the initial blast, uh, yeah, they don't make one high enough for the initial blast. And then after that, you won't need one at all. Either way. Uh, you could really just have right. sloughing I mean, off. I mean, yeah, yeah. Could be. That girl <laughs> that survived the, um, the Hiroshima thing or whatever, I think it's, um, you know, Oh, whatever it was. I think it's her um, anniversary, uh, like any day now, or has already happened. It's just today or something. The young girl that the Time magazine took a picture of. Oh, yeah. I think I remember hearing that. I'm having that. a hard time recalling it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a famous uh, picture. And uh, I, I think you're right, Ron. I oh, remember wait. hearing that recently. Yeah. yeah. I think I know what terrible. you're talking terrible, about. Terrible, terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, my friends. All right, Ron. Thank you for the call. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, well, that opens up a line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. I remember we were talk about when the USR, USSR broke down and how the there was a huge fear of how many nukes could be out there with, like, some... You know, uh, yeah, know some, some some loose cannon loose, out there that could press the button, and right. there was nobody like really overseeing them because they got kind of lost. It got a little chaotic. There were even stories of Russian scientists selling off uh, nuclear information. Uh, I don't know if that I don't know if it was true, but there were stories uh, about uh, information and, and resources being sold off by Russian scientists who suddenly found themselves uh, starving and uh, not able to feed their families. I think this is. Uh, uh, John Claude. John, is that you? No, it's John SSS Air uh, Hopwood. Oh, SSS Air? CCCP is SSS Air. Oh, gotcha. Wow. Oh, you're uh, you're uh, with the Ruskies. Oh, boy. First off, uh, uh, it's not uh, uh, strategic or even tactical. It's not strategic nukes. Uh, uh, that is the problem. It's tactical nope. And w- one point I think Dave Ridley was trying to make was, uh, and I, I'm probably wrong, was that there is a, since there is a factor of 10 to 1 that Russians uh, have, uh, enjoy a 10 to 1 uh, advantage when it comes to tactical nuclear weapons, battlefield nukes, which Jenny was saying there were anxiety when the SSSR uh, collapsed. Yes, and a lot of it was over tactical nukes about them leaking. Yeah. Uh, uh, there is a lot of uh, articles about there how we need to, you know, ramp up our uh, production of uh, tactical nuclear weapons. So that is, but that is much more of a concern. Because what is a strategic nuclear weapon used for? It's used to end the war, right? Completely uh, and wipe everything out. Mm-hmm. That's why Harry Truman said he didn't use the atomic bomb in Korea because it would not have stopped the war. Whereas in Japan, since they were reeling and close to collapse, mm-hmm. although they were fighting to the death, you know, Okinawa, Iwo Jima, and there would have had to have been an invasion by dropping not one but two bombs. It stopped the war 
which, remember, the second bomb was dropped. First bomb, Hiroshima, August 6th. Second bomb, Nagasaki, was the 9th. And we only had two bombs. Mm -hmm. And then the official surrender wasn't signed until September 2nd. So, you know, they still, there was still like a week or so, even after dropping two bombs for Japan to agree to unconditional surrender. But what is a tactical nuke? A tactical nuke is like to win a battle or wipe out the, the flotilla mm -hmm. of uh, ships or a tank division or whatever. So that's much more of, that's a bigger issue. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what do you think about tactical nukes, uh, uh, Matt and Jenny? Could they conceivably be used in Ukraine? I don't think so. I don't know what the point. I mean, I heard, uh, I think it was retired General Barry McCaffrey, who I said, who I heard point out that, you know, where the Russians are going into these cities and just decimating everything. If you look at Mariupol, it all, just as an example, it already looks like Hiroshima. What would be the point? Of, of using a, a tactical nuke on, at, at that point, you know, they're they're uh, the Russians uh, seem to be content to just just kill everybody uh, with conventional weapons anyway. So I I don't. Oh, uh, you mean like the Marines that went uh, during the surge in Iraq with their small artillery pieces? That that's how they turned the battle by killing everybody because Vietnam, World War Two, you kill men, women, and children. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Audie Murphy talked about the. On Sicily, and then Anzia, that's part of war. But a nuke gives you much more bang for the buck, doesn't it? Yeah, but once uh, once Putin crosses that uh, Rubicon, I mean, there's no undoing that. I mean, I I just I don't think that he will. But you guys, uh, I think, uh, uh, according to Martin Connerton, you're saying that the Putin's insane. So if he's insane, why wouldn't he do it? Wait, no, I'm I'm not saying that. Who's... Well, I said that I thought you, you, he was losing his mind. You said that, yeah. Well, that, think... that's different than being clinically insane. I didn't I think say... we're all losing our minds. Over <laughs> <this>. <laughs> I don't think... Uh... It's an existential... Oh, so he's having a crisis, an existential crisis. Well, he, he may very well be. I mean, he's... Uh... He's sick, allegedly. He may have cancer. He allegedly, may have, right. he may have Parkinson's. He's approaching seventy in a country where uh, men only live to be seventy-two on average. So he may very well be Is having it really. <laughs> it's gone up from the fifty-eight thirty years ago. <laughs> Was it that low thirty years ago? Fifty-eight. Oh, yeah. Wow. Because of smoking. Okay. Yeah. Smoking kill. They smoked very heavily. They didn't have uh, the anti-smoking movement. Okay. Uh, that really definitely, and alcoholism, because, you know, yeah. the Soviet Union was a hellhole. Right, right. One thing when you're talking about the Russian economy is you have to realize that uh, in the last, I would say, since the last 14 years since they had a recession in 2008, they got hit by the world recession. No money at all goes down to the people. Mm -hmm. They had a brief, uh, you know, people. The people of Russia got some economic benefit after the 1990 uh, devaluation of the ruble and then the uh, financial package from the International Monetary Foundation. So there are a lot of Russians that uh, are rejoicing in the fact that, you know, the oligarchs robbed them 
are being raw, uh, are having all their property taken away. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Not that Putin cares. <laughs> Not that Putin cares. I don't know. But... You know, uh, I think that uh, he wanted the coast uh, all along. Yeah. And he may, he may yet get it. I but, was talking uh, to people, you know, people never thought he'd go further than Domba, you know, that right. the region or Donbass, if we want to Donbass, call it that yeah. Way. So Kiev was probably a faint, but, uh, well, nuclear, you know, nuclear weapons, they are a uh, nightmare. But, mm-hmm. you know, the more I think about it, the more I would agree with you, Matt. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I mean, the whole car, House of Cards comes down then. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Who can tell? We have not, yeah. Nothing like that's happened. Yeah. I mean, I, I just can't believe that he's, uh, you know, I certainly don't think he's going through all of this just to uh, turn around and blow up the world. So I think there's... Uh, you know, I, I just don't think I, I don't think he'll take the even using a tactical nuke. I don't think he'll take the risk or a how does he get out of this saving nuke. face, though? But that's there. There isn't a way it for him to save risk, face, really. And it is there. I, I think, was in the I was in the military in 1985. Yeah. I, I actually we had dealt with that. It actually is something that is quite real, you know? Yeah. Uh it's uh, oh gee, what a situation, huh? But Matt, since uh, we're we're not only being dealing with the potential nuclear winter, we're also dealing with the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Can you tell your uh, listeners where we can get the uh, rapture uh, boxes from? <laughs> Is there a rapture box or an apocalypse box? Well, there's uh, there's the That's food bucket. Food bucket. There's food buckets and uh, Clyde Lewis who is a uh, popular conservative radio host. I know that uh, he uh, sells the food buckets and also uh, Jim Baker, uh, Jim Baker Ministries or whatever it's called. Uh, those look delicious, I'll tell you. Is there any way that MCU, uh, or uh, I guess not MCU, but IPM Nation could uh, do a good deed and start their own apocalypse slash uh, nuclear winter uh uh, what do you call them, food buckets? I think that's a great yeah. idea. I, I think, think it's uh, too much work. Well, you know, you just, uh, we just yeah. uh, get some food. Bu- we just get some, uh, like, uh, some of the, the Orville Redenbacher popcorn or something that comes in the bucket. Freeze-dried and, stuff. That's yeah. true. They do have the bucket version. You just stamp IPM Europe Nation Europe. on it, you know, and just you sell go. them. Yeah, yeah. Could probably save yeah. some people in the case of an apocalypse. Bucks a box. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Or a bucket. You know, no, nobody's ever <laughs> determined whether Dave Ridley has a job. Maybe he could help out, you know. Well. You know, I know he's against pay, uh, a $15 minimum wage or any minimum wage law. So, you know, you could give him, like, some, some Slim Jims and stuff like that. Or some <laughs> hey, popcorn. I'm keeping my Slim Jims. Mm. I'm not giving them up. He can, he can have his own country, but I'm not giving up my Slim Jims. Yeah. Well, what do you think, John, if we do secede, <laughs> if New Hampshire does secede from the Union, should we get our own nukes? I think that's that uh, we can't make the mistake of Ukraine and give up our nukes. Right, that, that's true. Ukraine did give up their nukes willingly, but uh, I think we should have at least a couple, uh, maybe a couple of uh, tactical nukes to use, and and maybe uh, a couple. Maybe uh, well, we don't need. Uh, we're a small. Uh, you gotta wait until something comes into the Portsmouth port, and then you claim it as your own. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. what you gotta do is wait for it to arrive and then claim it. Yeah, and I'd like to have maybe <laughs> maybe an ICBM 
Uh, just, is that all? Just in case. Not to really shoot at another continent. How about continent, some flamethrowers? Maybe something if we need to hit Canada for some reason, if they threaten to invade us. <laughs> I think we're about 0.5% of the entire population. So we should get 0.5% of all the nuclear weapons. Okay. Yeah, so that would be 50, 60. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know about the tactical nukes. But if we don't, aren't a nuclear state, just imagine we are going to be invaded by social the socialism of Vermont and Massachusetts. <laughs> That's right. Next thing you know, we'll or be a Re- bunch of commies. <laughs> Look what came over the border from Quebec into Maine, too, you know, uh, moose? about 70 years ago. What? Oh. oh. I thought so. You don't mean yeah, dumb moose. A real no. type of virus. One of those sleeper <laughs> agents. Oh, oh, yes. I know who you mean. Singing Tina Turner songs now. Oh, to corrupt our took youth. me a minute. Okay. Yes. Yep. That's oh. right. That's right. For the people. I'm definitely for a nuclear suzerainty of whatever <laughs> we want to call the damn place. Mm-hmm. I think it would be great. <laughs> but really, I think, or I'll end this now. Think about, and I think Ron could really be a big help with this. Mm-hmm. If he's into food stuff. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you know, you just have to take a look at him. I'm sure he does appreciate fine food. And we could develop a path. I've already put myself into this. Huh? Well, well you know, everybody's got an ulterior motive, right? Uh-huh. And uh, instead of calling them buckets, we could call them bouquet. Oh, I like that. That'd be a good selling point. I think so, Boo- yes. It's a bouquet. A bouquet. A bouquet. It's going to have the extra okay, O there. Okay, guys. Boo. Uh, keep the... Uh, Keep the uh, suzerainty's flag flying. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> all, right, all right. Thanks, John. Bye-bye. All right. Very good. Well, that does open up a line for you uh, if you'd like to get in with a call. We probably have time for one more call today, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. By the way, I'll just play this uh, quickly since Dave Ridley mentioned uh, Duck and Cover. Duck and Cover. Be sure and remember what Bert the Turtle just did, friends, because every one of us must remember to do the same thing. That's what this film is all about. Duck and cover. Paul and Patty know this. No matter where they go or what they do, they always try to remember what to do if the atom bomb explodes right then. (laughs) It's a bomb. Duck and cover. Sundays, holidays, vacation time, we must be ready every day, all the time, to do the right thing if the atomic bomb explodes. Duck and cover. That's the first thing to do. Duck and cover. First, you duck. Then, you cover. You duck and cover tight. Duck and cover under the table. It's a bomb. Duck and cover. It's what we all must learn to do. You and you and you and you. Duck and cover. What was the circuit on that? What year? Uh, that was, it was black and white. Let me see if it has the year on so it'd it. It would be like maybe. I mean, it looked like it was. Uh, well, it had to be, it'll have to, it has to be maybe early 40s or yeah, so, maybe. I, I would guess. Yeah, probably. Jeez. The the best the best thing in the in the video that goes with it, it's like uh, there's a family and they're having a, a picnic and. Uh, you know, there's there's a bright light, you know, to, to a bomb, and then they're like, there's a, but there's a delay, like they don't duck and cover right away. It's like the bomb has already gone off, and then a few seconds later, I don't know, it's just 
funny. They get it's, underneath the picnic table it's, it's, or the picnic blanket? It's darkly humorous. Yeah, they get under the picnic blanket. and You're uh, protected under the blankie. Yeah, well, I mean, it is your... Atomic bomb. If it's your only option, it's your best option, but... Uh, I like how it's like, oh, a bomb. Duck and cover. Uh, John, oh, John, a bomb. John Hopwood said it's 1950s stuff. Yeah. I guess the the song sounded the song sounded very 1940s, but John says it's from the 50s. <laughs> yeah, birth the turtle. See, he has birth an advantage. He has an advantage because he has a shell. This is true. He doesn't have just a blankie. Our friend uh, EZG is on the line. Hey, Eric. Yeah, I wasn't gonna call back, but it reminds me of all this nuclear talk. That movie, I was probably way too young to watch it, but I did. It was called The Day After. Same. Yep. Uh, I remember my parents uh, let me watch it. Oh. Oh, they wouldn't let you watch it. Hmm? They, they, they would not let you watch it? No, they did. They, I remember the discussion yeah, I know. about I was, it. I was, scared, I was scared, you know, the, the S word after that movie. They didn't say the S word in that. That was made for television. How dare you? You know, I, I said that. I was really oh. scared. I said, I said, wow, this is really awful. Stinky? And there's even a disclaimer at the end that says, if this actually happened, it'd be 10 times worse than what's depicted here, which is probably... You know, uh, you know another guy that sells the food buckets, I've listened to one a long time, uh, Glenn Beck. He oh, sells yeah. food oh, buckets. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. These guys are just dying for uh, Armageddon. I'm sure Alex Jones oh, yeah. had his own freeze-dried I think version. the last thing in your mind would be food buckets if a nuclear bomb was coming towards you, uh, Matt and Johnny. Oh, oh, 1951. Hopwood shared the link. It's 1951. Uh, in the uh, chat, uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't <laughs> think duck and cover is going to do you any good. Well, I mean, yeah, it's no, like, not really. Like I said, if it's your only option, it's your best option. But uh, you know, the 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 most important thing uh, in in the moment is not to look at the blast because you'll go blind. Oh yeah, sure. We'll burn your sure. retinas. Burn your retinas. I know, I know I'm going to have some, I'm going to have some nightmares tonight thinking of all this. My retinas stuff. don't oh, need help. Much. Wouldn't it be a terrible EZG? You get, uh, there you are, you've moved into your new place, and then uh, uh, nuclear war happens. And you have a higher vantage point Yeah, now. that would be kind mm-hmm. of, that would be awful. Yes, He yes. can see it coming. Mm-hmm, that's true. He'll see the oh, whoosh. Boy. Yep. It's all right, I'll have to go to your show's coming to an abrupt end, so <laughs> talk to you later. All right, bye. Abrupt? <laughs> should have known by now easy dope. i don't know why he said an abrupt end does he know planning something on cutting things off is there a is there a missile on the way is that why he said that that was very the atomic bomb your, your is coming to get you your show is coming to an abrupt end that was oh, look, uh, bomb. that was quite uh foreboding uh there duck in cover uh let's see uh before we go just a few uh comments here in the facebook live chat uh on the subject um Rocky Huber said, Ron will lead an army of cockroaches to rule the new world uh, <laughs> where he will get recognition everywhere he goes. Absolutely. Uh, Crystal said. Um, That's because he feeds the cockroaches pizza. Oh, wow. There's <laughs> a lot of comments in here. Um, let's see. Rocky said, so think about it. A bomb can go off when we are not even at war it can just it can be just an accident that is absolutely true that's what i was afraid of when the ussr came to. i always wait no, i was afraid of some fool out there pressing the wrong damn button that can yeah that can happen uh at any time i kept talking about losing nukes uh rocky says uh a nuke won't be used in the way we think it will be used as an emp electric uh magnetic pulse 
uh, that will uh, be detonated high within our atmosphere, which will destroy everything electronic, including our electric grid. Uh, the radiation won't reach us. Uh, we will not even uh, feel the pulse. We will die because of the lack of food and electricity instead. Rocky actually brings up, uh, that might sound a little sci-fi, but that's actually a, a possibility. Um, we don't have time to get into it here now, but uh, an, an EMP uh, weapon. Um, I haven't heard anyone mention that recently, but there is a very real fear that that could be a very real thing. Um, Scott Robinson said, is there a threat of nuclear war? Uh, we Oh, if there is a threat of nuclear war, we just need to bring back uh, Jack Bauer out of retirement, of course, from the uh, television series 24, um, <laughs> uh, played by Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, Crystal says, uh, but who's to say uh, that they won't do more damage due to unknown consequences like the blast pushing Earth off its axis or closer to the sun? Uh Ah, interesting. Yeah, I, I hadn't uh, considered that. Uh, All of these sobering thoughts are making me feel warm and fuzzy. She says nah. uh, Massachusetts will be the most likely to invade New Hampshire, I think. <laughs> I do, too. They're very aggressive. Um, nah, Maine's going to claim us. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, They're the only ones that can really do it, you know. Mainers. That's right. Uh, Crystal says, just spray the nukes, don't go all... 70s bug horror movie style and caused the roaches to become gigantic uh, cockroaches. Right, right. Um, Tom Blanchard says, I remember in grammar school when they had air raid practice, the teachers told us to crawl under your desk. Huh. Um, John Hopwood said, uh, we will be sheltered under Donald Trump's hairpiece. Well, I guess that'd be the, the, the one good thing about reelecting him in 2024. Maybe we can all hide under his uh, his hairpiece. I don't uh, trust it. I don't either. I don't I'm e thinking there's something else living in there. I think so, too. <laughs> all right. We are going to begin to uh, wrap up. Uh, so, uh, Jenny, thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you to everyone who called in today and everybody in the Facebook live chat. It was a, a very busy program. Yeah. And... Um, I was going to play that other song that Dirk sent me, but uh, we'd only get to hear like a minute of it. So I'll save that for tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll play that. But uh, if you missed any part of today's show, it will be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, mattconnerton.com. And don't forget, tomorrow morning is the return live of the morning show with Peter White, as Peter will be back from his uh his well-deserved vacation. So well-rested and ready to go. That's right. Yeah, I'm sure he's anxious to get back. Uh, so that will be uh, tomorrow morning. So we look forward to that. Yes, and, yes. Um, I guess that's it. I was trying to think if there's anything else I needed to mention. Don't forget our amazing sponsor, The Hopknot. Of course, they are open Wednesday through Sunday. So don't go there today or tomorrow because Monday and Tuesday is their weekend. You can oh. go there Wednesday. Oh, and if my dad is listening, uh, John Hopwood is interested in having you on his show. Ooh, so, uh, that would be a really great show. Yeah, so I've got to get them and I've got to get them in touch. Uh, I think uh, I think he wants my dad to call in at some point. All right. On that note, uh, we will uh, bid you all adieu. Adieu, adieu. Imagine your new bathroom. 
a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bath Fitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bath Fitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required.